Hour number three, Gresham Keefe, W-E-E-I. No Gresh today or this week, but Andy Hart is filling in all week long. Busiest time in sports, so it's a good week for you to jump aboard, Yes, Hart. easy. And time now for us to go to the Harbor One Hotline and talk with Tom E. Kern from NBC Sports Boston. Tom, uh, how are you, sir? Tremendous. How are my guys? Pretty great. Pretty great today. Just enjoying like, uh, the heat like wave. This weather? You like you like us kicking into the heat? I love it. Yes, I, love it. I don't. It's I, summer. It's supposed to be hot. I like it cold. Oh, you suck. <laughs> you like cold, cold, or you like the dry, cool? I mean, I like a fall, Tom, like most of us. I enjoy football season weather. But if I had to choose between 30 degrees and 90 degrees, I would choose 30. Oh, I would take 90 oh, every day. Oh, go out on the boat. Oh, go I'd swimming. every time. Yes. Just pass the baby powder. Have a day. <laughs> yeah. Get all sweaty. So take a shower. I think you have one in your house. I have two. Oh, ooh, big money over here. I got two full baths. Two well, it's not called them full. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, two full baths. They're like one and a half situation. But, Tom, one of the questions we had earlier in the program, uh, and it's one that's going around as we're getting closer to training camp, but do you have a breakout star or a breakout performance that you would predict from any member of this Patriots team? It's not really that novel, but it's. I think Kendrick Bourne's going to have a massive year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's not as off the radar as you might think, but when you look at his per-touch production in 2021, um, I think the passer rating, you caught me flat-footed so I could get the definite numbers, but the passer rating from Mac Jones throwing to Kendrick Bourne, I believe was like 117. Um, he averaged, I think he carried the ball 12 times for 125 yards. Mm-hmm. I think the um, last year might have been 10 for 125. When you look at the completion percentage throwing to him, I think it was like 55 out of 70 balls. And that I might be. Yeah, no, I think you're dead. Yeah, yeah I think you're correct. You're right on that. Yeah, yeah. It's so the Patriots are going to look at that this past off season and say, look, he's Debo Samuel. If we're transitioning this offense to be simplified, to be what Belichick really, I think, sees as the coin of the realm, what I think Patricia was trying to install a little bit um, out in Detroit, which is the Shanahan offense. Look, why do guys not assimilate well to the Patriots offense? Because it was encyclopedic and it was built on years and years and years. Go back to zero with the offense to some extent. Make it simpler. Make it the Shanahan offense, which travels everywhere and players understand coming into the league, and run that. And make Kendrick Bourne your Debo. And I think that that's my suspicion, Andy Hart, is, is that that's what they may try to do to an extent. We'll find out pretty mm-hmm. soon whether I'm, I'm accurate enough. I'm spitballing on it, but I think there's enough little breadcrumbs about it. So let me ask you to spitball sort of a similar question, but a different question, because I think the Patriots can be good or bad, almost regardless of what Bourne does. Which Patriots player most needs to have a breakout or better or really good season for this team to be maybe better than the so-called experts think? Judon? I'm wrong. Judon, Uche, and uh, old Jack Jones. Oh. So the defense. I I, I sense a trend with those three answers. You have some doubts about the defense, and some people need to step up on the defense. Is that right? 100%. I mean, they are, I hate to say stacked on offense because we can look at 
the high-end talent and who's going to end up in the Pro Bowl from this team and say there's really nobody that you could say that that's a Pro Bowl-level talent or one of the top ten in his position. There's a hell of a lot of guys on the offensive side of the ball who are top 15 or 20 at their positions, running back, um, and wide receiver maybe not. But, again, they're, they're deep at wide receiver. They're deep at tight end, um, presumably. They have capable offensive linemen who have proven if they can stay healthy that they are going to be good. So I don't have as many concerns about the offensive personnel. Are you as high? The defensive yeah. side of the ball. I was going to say, speaking of the offense, are you as high on Ramondre Stevenson as seemingly everybody? Your guy, Phil Perry, I think had Phil, him as the Phil fourth. Phil can't cut it up. Phil's got to cut it up. Phil's <laughs> not no, but, <laughs> Phil, but Phil's take's not even as crazy as Rob Ninkovich, who says he could be a top five running back in the league. Not just like the division, oh, Phil, but the league. Phil like ups the ante. If, if Phil hears anything that anybody praises Ramondre Stevenson, he ups the ante even further. <laughs> not MVP. You're like, what? Yeah, so I don't know. And I mean, even, be, yeah. it's crazy. And like I think he's he's good and I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what he does in year two, but all of a sudden it seems like the hype train is uh, all behind Stevenson. I think he's really good. I think yeah. he's a natural pass catcher. Um and you know, it's interesting when you look at Damian Harris, he was completely on ice his first year and given an apprentice year. Stevenson didn't have that and he emerged pretty quick. I know he got sent to the doghouse in the same basic it's sometimes repetitive and irritating way for fumbling but he was extremely productive more so than most rookie running backs whether it be Vereen or James White or Harris himself came in and contributed so you know he still was a five you know 120 odd carry guys can he be a 230 Mm -hmm. carry guy do they want that we'll see this will be the last year for Harris most likely because if you look at Harris's numbers scored 15 touchdowns and he's in the final year of his contract. He'll probably want to be paid like one of the top running backs in the league. And I can't see the Patriots saying, yeah, let's do that. Let's give you $12 million. It's it's not going to happen. So Stevenson's, he will be the bell cow. If not this year, the next Tom, the, uh, the rest of the NFL has spoken about the Patriots talent, albeit anonymously through these ESPN Um, rankings uh, by position where the Patriots only had one top 10 player, Hunter Henry, at tight end. So it made me think of that old Scott Pioli quote, we're not collecting talent, we're trying to build a team. Mm -hmm. Is this a team that's ready to prove it's a good team, better than the sum of its parts? Or is this what the rest of the NFL is saying? It's not a very talented football team. Both could be true. Uh? (laughs) Absolutely both can be true. I mean, you cannot go through a draft drought like the Patriots did and then sit there with a straight face and say, we're a really talented team. They, They failed in the draft for a variety of reasons over the past several years. So they've had to buy talent, and the talent that they have to buy is whatever's on the shelf. That's why you end up with Nelson Aguilar as a high priced wide receiver because that's the year you had the money to spend, and he was one of the best receivers there, or actually the best receiver by resume coming out of the 2020 season. So you you buy him, and he hasn't really worked out. So, no, the, you know, if you have a $10 million wide receiver carrying a $15 million cap hit, and he might be your fifth best wide receiver, you missed. And that's what Aguilar is. Maybe he'll have a great season. I like the guy. Seems like a good guy. I think there's upside to him, but I just don't know if it's going to work out to a $15 million level. So they have to be better than the sum of their parts because the parts that they've collected and developed 
have not been good enough, but I still think they're, I mean, honestly, kind of ahead of the horse, but they are a eight, nine, or ten win team in my estimation right now. Mm. Yeah, for sure. I hear you. Great, great tweet. Right? Yes. I 100% agree with you. But yeah. we also, we did the comparison yesterday as we, we talked a little bit about this talent breakdown and I know it's an extreme comparison, but hell, I think the Patriots have done it. I think Robert Kraft did it at one point this spring. The 2001 team, you didn't necessarily know how good they were, right? Like Richard Seymour goes on to be a 100%. Hall of Famer. Tom Brady goes on to be the greatest of all time. You know, sometimes we make assessments in the moment that you look back on and go, well, I didn't really mm-hmm. see that coming. So, I mean, maybe they're banking on that. You know, one of the most miraculous Super Bowl wins in history. They can just be like the old one pass. They'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> who could let's let's do that. Let's let's do that exercise real quick. Okay. Who could be the diamond in the rough, the Mike Vrabel, the Teddy Bruschi who was on the roster and really kind of just a situational player? Who could be um Seymour or even Brady on this team? I think Mac Jones can have a fifteen year NFL career yeah. and go to multiple Pro Bowls and maybe you know dumb himself into a ring or two if things happen the way that they could. I have full faith that he is good enough to, if the parts around him are successful, be a good player. So I'm good with Mac Jones as being a good enough player to maybe perhaps one day, if all things fall in a way, he could have a red jacket. <laughs> Everything is perfect. But yeah, no, I understand what you're saying. He could, be, yeah. he could be a Patriots Hall of Famer. Okay, that, so yes. we'll go there. Uh, Christian Barmore, can he be a Patriots Hall of Famer? Sure. I just don't know if the world of defensive linemen taking over the league exists anymore. Okay, mm-hmm. Kyle Duggar, could what he is- be a Patriots Hall of Famer? Yeah. 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 See, there's three guys that you could, 10 years from now, you look back, like, oh, it's year two, three, and two. For, Kendrick for those Bourne, guys? can he turn into David Givens, Dion Branch, a higher level? He could be. He could be better than David Givens. But then the um, count, the counter would turn- be the 01 offense in today's game may not. Antoine who Smith. Who can be Troy? Okay, <laughs> yeah. who can be Troy? Uh, Troy. They don't have that. They, they have still have it. Yeah. They don't have a Troy. They don't have a West. They don't have a Julian Edelman. Um, they don't have really Danny Amendola for, to no. to really stretch it. So. Oh, I mean, back to feeling bad about the is team. the coach as <laughs> good as he was? <laughs> okay, yeah. I'm gonna put so, I'm gonna put some money. Uh, six plus sixteen hundred on Cam McGrone, Patriots Hall of Famer. <laughs> <laughs> I think that number would be higher than that. Yeah, I think you'd get better value than that. <laughs> uh, Tom, you're also—I uh, don't need to tell you, but I'll tell the people—you're working on a uh, who are the top fifty Boston athletes of the past fifty years. Uh, my my top fifty. Your top fifty. I got to keep. Yeah, my top fifty because if I'm doing the top fifty, it would be like you know getting into the stats and say, okay, well, where does Patrice Bergeron fit compared to John Hanna? James Devlin. It's quite an endeavor. James Devlin. quite an endeavor you have. Devlin, so far, 50 through 41 is released. And he's not in there? He shouldn't be. I haven't seen him. I'll wait. I'll wait. You think higher. But see, if you did a list, Jimmy Devlin would be on your list. You're damn right. absolutely fine. He'd be 50. I just finished... Is, Edel, is Edelman number one on your it. list, Kearns? Come on. <laughs> He's pretty high up there. Yeah, he should no, be. But I, have, I do the guys who are the most captivating to watch, who captured the Zeke geese of the particular time What geese? when they were Zeit there. Geist. Like So you have your Yazes and your Havlicek's because I'm doing 50 years. Yeah. Oh. Um, but I also have guys who I personally was glued to watching. So... Yeah. Phil Plantier. I have Cedric nice. Maxwell kind of high. Oh. Hey, listen, finals MVP. 
nothing to, nothing to sneeze at. But uh, no, I mean, he no, was. Yeah. I was just gonna what? say forty eight on your list. And again, I without seeing the, the entire list, like I'm not saying it's high or low, but it just jumps out to me, Wes Welker, and how he's remembered by Patriots fans is to me so unfair. Like yes. he, he was so good, and yet he didn't win a ring, and so he's uh, Edelman's better, and Troy Brown's better, and all these guys are better. Where in the regular season, the truth is nobody was better than Wes Welker, and he was even good in the playoffs. He just yes. unfortunately has the memorable drop, but. Talk about a guy who's not properly rated by fans. Wes Welker's probably at the top of that list. Yes. 672 catches in six seasons. He had 123, was over 100 catches five out of the six years he was here. He was phenomenal to watch. Someone tweeted at me yesterday, Welker catches that ball, he's way higher on your list. I was like, yeah, you're, you're probably right. Probably, yeah. But still, I mean, who did you prefer to watch, Welker or Rodney Harrison? Who was more captivating to you? What? I mean, you can make that argument. I mean, I have Ben Coates at 44. Mm-hmm. And Cam Neely at 42. Cam Neely's way too low. For Wait, it's your list. <laughs> <laughs> He's arguing with himself I know. now. <laughs> like, oh, who put this well, guy I mean, there? that's the thing. Yeah. Is you start looking. I, I had Isaiah Thomas, IT, at 50. Because I had to have him on it. Yeah. Because he just was, right? Captivating. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. 49. Yeah, yeah. And then people were really pissed because you have one of the greatest athletes of all time, one of the greatest players in Boston sports history, John Hanna. I got him at 47 because I'm going to be honest. Yeah. When I was 10, 11, 12, and 13, I was not sitting there going, can't wait to turn on a game and watch Hanna. <laughs> Good guard I mean, play. I'm trying yeah. to watch Andy Johnson throw half-back passes. Give me Horace Ivory. <laughs> <laughs> Mosey to Tupu. <laughs> Pretty right? good. How many people – this sounds like quite an undertaking, quite honestly. It's a lot. If you just, start doing it, is. it. Yeah, yeah. 50 years, four sports – like, how many people were on your scratch pad? 90. 90 maybe? 96, excuse 96. me, 96. Whittled it down. So you had to cut like, it in Russ half. Francis. Russ Francis is not making my list. Wow. But he was pretty friggin' good. Yeah. Matt White, not on the list. Bruce Armstrong, didn't make it. I scratched all those guys down, though. No yeah. baritone. So, so you hate linemen. That's what it sounds like. It was an anti-lineman no bias. No Campbell. I'm Ooh. pretty pissed about not having Tiny. No I didn't Soupy get Campbell. Tiny the list is uh, yep. now, now in question. All right, well, Tommy Curran, thanks for the time as you join us uh, every Nancy single Kerrigan week. Nancy didn't make the list. That's outrageous. I'm not going to read the rest of the list. Why? <laughs> Why? She was considered. She she captivated the region, and she was, you know, Allie Raisman? paying close attention. Raisman on the list? She did not captivate the region. Allie Raisman didn't? Out- <laughs> no. Okay, well, listen. It's his I list. Mean, I'll, I'll hate I mean, read the rest of it. You want Bodie Miller on? Yeah, some guy yeah from New Hampshire. Of course I do. Bodie Miller. Of course I want Bodie Miller on that list. It's all right, Tom. You're, you're, I, you're I, inspiring debate. That's good. That's what it's for that's this time of for. year. Hagler, I have Hagler and Flutie are in the top 20. But Mickey Ward. Vinnie oh. Pat. Oh. Hey, hey, whoa. It's <laughs> <laughs> in a podcast, Karin. Jeez. All right. All right. We'll let you go on that note. Thank you, sir. Mickey Ward. Damn. All right. 